Playlist 9-11. If not for the CIA, would either 9-11-1973 or 9-11-2001 have happened? You can find this on Substack, on Patreon, and at davidrovix.com slash thisweek in both written and podcast forms. We can't change the past, nor can we predict the future. But if we take a cursory look at what's gone on on planet Earth in my lifetime, it would be overwhelmingly reasonable to assume that neither 9-11-1973 or 9-11-2001 would have happened without the existence of the CIA and its practices in support of U.S. foreign policy. At this point, I'm probably losing most of my readers, aside from the most conspiracy-obsessed ones. This is by design on the part of the social engineers. You're supposed to be thinking of emotionally unstable incel nerds with aluminum foil hats ranting about secret societies, and your eyes should shortly start glossing over. But I wonder if I could reel your attention back in with a little fantasizing. Imagine with me a world where everything else remains more or less the same, but in which the USA dis disappears. It's preposterous, I know, but what if the world woke up on New Year's Day in, say, 1970, and the United States was just gone, like Skull Island or something? What would be the geopolitical ramifications, specifically with concern to these two famous September 11ths? Before I even go there, let's dwell in the brains of the cold warriors whose minds will be veritably screaming at the notion that anything might transpire short of a Soviet invasion and occupation of the rest of the world, and just say that this was never in the cards in the first place, and if you believed this was ever a serious prospect, you were drinking NATO Kool-Aid. If the Soviet Union ever had such global imperial ambitions, they would have invested in an air force and a navy but they never developed the kind of military machine necessary to transport large numbers of troops across oceans like that. If the USSR ever had ambitions of continuing much further to the West after the occupation of Berlin in 1945, certainly the doctrine of mutually assured destruction that would soon be governing direct military interactions between the nuclear powers would make any such move in 1970 pretty impossible. And what of the two 9-11s? Without the School of the Americas to train the soldiers, and Henry Kissinger and the CIA to participate in the destabilizing of Salvador Allende's government in Chile, together engineering shortages, industrial sabotage, and disinformation campaigns, without the CIA to provide money and Nixon to provide political cover, would there ever have been a military coup that would successfully overthrow this popularly, uh, popularly elected government on 9-11-1973? It seems exceedingly unlikely, especially in the absence of another imperialist actor taking the place of the United States. If all things are to be as they were, aside from the disappearance of the USA, there wasn't another imperial power playing this role. Without the history of the Monroe Doctrine and all that, would another power have taken the place of the U.S.? Realistically, if the corporation that owned Chile's copper were from another country, Maybe that country's government would want to pursue the organizing of a military coup against the government nationalizing their corporation's mining operations. Or maybe they wouldn't. Other countries have managed to nationalize resources without having their elected governments overthrown. Meanwhile, in Afghanistan, if our fantasy is based in the magical 1970 disappearance of the USA, 
1970, it was still quite safe to travel the old Silk Road, by land all the way from Western Europe to India and back. I know lots of people who did that back then. They'd go right through Afghanistan with rave reviews of the place to boot. Afghanistan today is known as a war-torn country, pretty much by definition at this point. In 1970, it wasn't, though. None of that had started yet. What if the U.S. was out of the picture? When Soviet help was invited by the new Afghan government, would there ever have been such widespread hostility to the schools for girls and other modern institutions they were helping to build there, if not for the massive military aid the CIA was funneling into all the most wackiest elements of the Afghan government's Islamist opposition? When you know, for example that it took the Afghan government years to fall to the Mujahideen after the complete withdrawal of Soviet troops, rather than hours in the case of the U.S. withdrawal decades later, you realize that what was going on throughout the 1980s was a proxy war, which never would have been anything like it was without billions of dollars of CIA intervention. Without the CIA and the Afghan war, there would never have been an al-Qaeda, and Osama bin Laden wouldn't have had Afghanistan as a staging ground for building his international movement against the infidels. There would never have been an al-Qaeda to turn its attention from the godless communists to the American capitalists, if they hadn't disappeared in 1970, if not for the CIA and the Afghan war of the 1980s. I figure when you look around and most everything out there seems pretty dismal, it's a better time than ever to dream about how things could be. It was a commando operation of courage and skill. Navy SEAL helicopters flew in for the kill. They had a firefight and they shot him in the head. Now the mastermind of terror, Bin Laden, is dead. For all those who love freedom, it's a glorious day in D.C. and New York. They're chanting USA, fatherless children clutching teddy bears. Legless veterans with catheters and wheelchairs Can all rejoice that the deed is done And the war on terror has been won Now orphans of Afghanistan can look at the skies They can fill the air with joyful cries As the call to prayer rings from shattered domes They can all run out from the rubble of their homes Now they know their parents didn't die in vain When they heard the roar of a jet plane Now the whole village except the 115 Who died that morning unknown and unseen Can all rejoice that the deed is done and the war on terror has been won. Now folks can have a party in old Baghdad and the people of Fallujah can all be glad now they know there is a reason for their poisoned farms and for the babies born without heads or arms the widows need not wonder where their husbands went they can look forward to the future in their tents now all the refugees whatever country they're in in Syria, Jordan or Michigan can all rejoice that the deed is done and the war on terror has been won.
America, America, God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea.